Well, hello and welcome once again to Off the Shelf with Phil and Dave. You've got uh, Phil speaking right now, and with me, as always, is Dave. Otherwise, it'd just be Off the Shelf with Phil, and that's uh, that'd be a little boring. So, Dave, I'm happy to have you with me. Uh, this week, we've got coming off of my shelf, uh, 1992's A Few Good Men. Uh, you know, classic courtroom drama. Uh, going back to 92, uh, strangely enough, and um, mm. so I thought, I, I know you said the last week that it was on your shelf, uh, there's a bit of a story there I'm sure, but for <laughs> now, uh, what are your thoughts, uh, history with the movie, and when was the last time you watched it, and so on? Talk to uh, well, last time I watched it was today. Um, I, I, I like the movie so much, Phil, that I bought it twice, <laughs> or, or I would buy it twice, and the truth is I did. I think I did anyway. We'll never really know what happened to that uh, Blu-ray, but anyways, hard to rent. And you know me, I'm not a man. I'm not a pirate. Uh, no, not at man, all. I'm You're a gone. man of honor, uh, much like some of these, <laughs> some of these characters. Uh, You've got a code. I, have a co- I respect I it. Have a code, uh, and I and I purchased it for, for. And I do appreciate your help in trying to get get it uh, for me for free, but uh, like through streaming CTV. Uh, but I just no commercials for this guy. Not for this movie. Dropped the fourteen ninety nine, and you know what? I watched it like twice, two and a half times. So okay, uh, that's money well I, spent I, there. This, this, yeah, you're exactly. Fine. It's and and to be honest, this isn't this is an easy watch. It's not a difficult yeah. movie to watch. And again, and to be honest, again is I typically only watch it once. I typically watch it pretty close to our podcast, so it's fresh. And I got some mm-hmm. got some notes. Uh, this one I watched two and a half times. So. Oh uh, gosh! I had the time. That's a real treat. Yeah, I had the time, and I wanted to. I was working out uh, on the treadmill, so I put it on. Had my headphones on for the second time. It's a little humble, humble brag, there, folks. <laughs> Very humble. I was hitting the gym for a while. <laughs> yeah, I go to gym. Yeah, seven, <laughs> I was lifting. Seven k. Getting swole. Yeah, took me way too long to do it, but I did it. Uh, but yeah, great, great choice, Phil, and I'm, I'm glad you got it off your shelf. And is there any particular reason why you you chose this movie other than? taking it from an action pack to a kind of a dialogue packed uh, movie? <laughs> uh, no, you know, this comes from really, it's, uh, you know, we'll, we'll obviously get into it, but it, this is uh, the first sort of Aaron Sorkin movie slash play. Um, and I've been rewatching uh, The West Wing for the countless times now. Yeah. And had recently watched uh, Being the Ricardos, uh, which he wrote and directed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just sort of occurred to me that, that you know, many of the things we've talked about him before in our Moneyball episode, uh, there in the archives for you, mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's the uh, it's just a, it, it, the guy is ubiquitous. You know, he's sort of when I think about, you know, some of my favorite writing or my favorite movies or or. or television for sure uh his name's all over it and i kind of thought well wait a minute like i'm kind of surrounded by sorkin in these last couple of weeks um and thought well let's go back to the beginning you know and uh you know i like listening to people talk so uh, mad max was a bit of a departure for that so i was like (laughs) let's let's bring it home you know and this is a movie that i i I saw in 92 uh uh, in the theater uh 13 um i had gone with my aunt uh, to see it. Aunt Jenny? And aunt Jenny? <laughs> not my Aunt Jenny, no, my Aunt Gail. Oh, I have an Aunt Gail. Uh, lovely too. Gail. Yeah. Gail yeah. Uh, one of our uh, uh, brand new followers on our Facebook page. Uh, she's, uh, so we went to that, and, and I remember just thinking, like, you know, I'm, I'm 13, 12, 13 at the time, and thinking, I love this movie. 
I don't really get it. Like, I don't really know what you what you mean or what's like, you know, some of the loftier kind of themes or whatever. But I do think, and I agree with you, in that it is an easy watch. You know, it's sort of 220, but even to a 12, 13-year-old, it didn't seem like that. Um, so I remember liking it then, but not knowing anything about it. And then, you know, and then the Sorkin sort of thing, you know, he kind of popped, he ended up a couple years later writing uh, The American President, which I really liked. Again, I'm like 14, 15, 94 came out, like... So I just realized that even before I knew I was a fan of his, I was a fan of his. And yeah. it's carried over now, you know, all these years later. So 20, 20 years later, 30 years later, jeepers. Yeah, wow. So yeah, he's cool. uh, just, a, yeah, just a chance to dive back in. And I really like, you know, my memories of this movie. I just, I really loved this movie. I really liked the performances and everything about it. So I thought, let's revisit it. It's been years and years since I had. So um, it seemed like a good excuse uh, to kick off the, the new yeah, season. Works for me. And yeah, I forgot kind of about Sorkin doing Moneyball. Obviously, I was a big fan of that. And mm-hmm. uh, I know you, you're a big fan of West Wing. And he did, I think he did Newsroom as well. He did the Newsroom and he did Sports Night. Those are, yeah. And uh, Studio 60 uh, on the Sunset Strip. Okay. Uh, those four stations, you know, four cha- uh, four. Shows. I haven't watched them, but I've watched clips of the newsroom. I'm like, oh, this this mm-hmm. is really well written. Yeah, yeah. Just one clip, so not, I'm not surprised he's got his, his hands in that uh, uh, for sure. And then uh, you have um, Robert Reiner. Now, I thought he did more than I thought when I looked at his list of, of movies. Meathead, as he's also referred to. <laughs> in some circles, yeah. In some yeah, circles, yeah. In some circles, they called him Meathead, yeah. <laughs> Directed by Meathead right at the beginning. Uh. That's right, exactly. Check out the new Meathead film coming out on this summer. Yeah. Uh, but he did Misery. All right, so he... he yeah, we talked about him briefly there, yeah. Uh, and that was pretty much all... Like, I haven't seen American President, so I think it, he was on that one as well, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. They kind of recon- reconnected yeah, okay. uh, Sorkin and he. I'm sure I didn't get my notes crossed there. <laughs> rather of course. One's below the other. Uh, but yeah, I didn't. I, I thought for some reason Rob had, uh, had done more uh, movies in the list that I saw, and uh, Misery's the only one that kind of stuck out to me that I'd seen. But Well, what's interesting about, about Reiner is he's... I call him Rob. I think... <laughs> yeah. I, I, he's really fantastic you know in terms of like his first sort of out of the gate movies uh he had a hell of a run uh one of the rare like not even rare i suppose but just all of his movies the first like say 10 you know coming out with with spinal tap in 84 is just it's that movie is is phenomenal and i'm also surprised when looking at this just how many of these movies i own you know just because they've been they were that good uh but like spinal tap sure thing is great stand by me one of the you know, just one of the great, you know, kind of movies. Princess Bride, another kind of global phenomenon. Mm-hmm. When Harry Met Sally, like the romantic comedy. Yeah. You know, Misery, we've talked about. Few Good Men, this is the follow-up to Misery, right? This is his next movie. Very different movie, very, you know, kind of so the styles have sort of changed. Did North, which was kind of bad, but American President in 95 uh, was really like the last, I think anyway, the last great Rob Reiner movie. But that's basically 10 years of really great movies all pretty different you know um and and really putting their their mark on on their particular genre you know spinal tap created the mockumentary you know and Mm -hmm. stand by me being this great yeah i gotta watch that yeah well it's on the shelf buddy these are all coming up i think like i said i'm surprised because i own you know so many of these movies that that we could do any one of these at any given moment um so just just a great run and, and i thought you know you know, while he isn't necessarily very showy, you know, we talk about like Christopher Nolan and in our 1917 episode and a couple of other directors that, that you know, kind of maybe, um, I don't want to say show off, right? But it just sort of razzle you or dazzle you with 
with uh, camera work or you know a, a particular style right we just watched last week right this miller's you know, it was all style, right? Like everything about that 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 movie was was style and uh, overload, right? And this one is very quiet and kind of reserved, as most of these movies are, but and, and misery as well. But but really, really great filmmaking. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's he's an he's a director that I don't always kind of think of when I think of those kind of great directors. Um, but you know, those first ten movies are, are really just some of the best movies. Yeah, out there. exactly. So it's really impressive. To and me. In, the fact that I haven't seen them doesn't mean they're bad, folks. All right. There's a lot of good movies no. I have missed, oddly enough, because I was too busy <laughs> watching Bruce Willis films. So. <laughs> That's right. But, you know, to be fair, this is, goes back because we did reference this uh, in our Misery episode. But the, la- <laughs> the he made the American president in 95 and uh, a couple years later uh, made the story of us uh, with Bruce. And it absolutely, you know, to me, killed his career. Never made another good movie after Ooh, that. Yeah, that. Never made a movie even before. Never, you know, that movie itself was the end of his of his run. Was it with Michelle Pfeiffer? Was it Michelle Pfeiffer? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's one yeah. Bruce movie I haven't seen. It's not on my shelf, oh, well, oddly enough. Well, I saw it back in 99 when I was seeing, you know, basically everything uh, that I could. And uh, it's garbage. Oh, so don't worry good about to it. Know, good to know. Yeah. Like many Bruce yeah. films. But I thought his style of it, you know, the direction of this movie I thought was really excellent, you know, and that goes down to, you know, his DP, you know, one of the things, right from the opening shots, you know, I, I thought, you know, uh, DP is a guy named Robert uh, Richardson, and he's just really kind of phenomenal when it comes to the, the look, the like, look, the, 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 like, the, look yeah. the, the aesthetic, the style, like his, his work is, is really unparalleled. I thought, like, in general, like, from a career perspective, yes. you know, if you look at the movies he's touched, it's it's just staggering, right? He's worked with some of just the great directors. You know, he worked with Oliver Stone a lot, Scorsese a lot, Tarantino, Tarantino yeah. a lot. Some um, big names. The Kill, yeah, the yeah. Kill Bills and Glorious Bastard, Aviator. Oh, yeah. Uh, exactly. Like, there's no, like, Aviator is just, like, one of the most gorgeous movies I've ever seen. You know, uh, same thing with, like, Casino, but also working on, like, JFK, which came out the year before. Yes. And this just... Just incredible shots and eight men out, like the style and the look of those. Platoon, right? Like just Fourth of July. He's just touched Fourth of July, I think. Fourth, he won yeah. an Oscar for Fourth of July, mate. Did he? I believe he did. I think he's won a couple of different Oscars. Yeah. Uh, uh, if not, he should have because and he's been nominated, I'm sure. Um, because even even movies that aren't good, you know, like Snow Falling on Cedars and Love Horse that movie. Whisperer, Love that movie. <laughs> are are just gorgeous, you know, to look at. So. Uh, definitely very talented, and I thought you know those opening, the, just the opening shot alone, you know, kind of in the in Cuba and the kind of like the the magic hour and just the st- the camera move and so forth. I just I, I was impressed. And you make a, it's not easy to make a, a courtroom drama. I think um, it's easy to make one. It's hard to make a good one. <laughs> I just think it's difficult to get one to look like a dynamic. You know, to shoot it in such a dynamic way. You know, one of the one of the things that that I think makes this. You know, stand out in terms of just the, the filmmaking experience. And obviously, there's editing and there's other pieces, you know, but, you know, you can shoot the hell out of that courtroom and it feels alive. It feels, you know, the framing, the style, the shots, the mm-hmm. the composition and stuff like that. It really pops out. I really like it. And it can go a long way. You know, we, you know we've seen a, a hundred different um, prison movies, you know, but if we watch Shawshank Redemption, you know, that's shot by uh, Roger Deakins and it just looks amazing. You know. Yeah, I mean, this guy just hits, we, hits all five elements, right? When it comes to like the yeah. lighting, uh, the, the camera angles, especially, uh, just this depth of field, the zoom, everything. He just he just kind yeah. of hits it all. Uh, and and yeah. then I looked at all his credentials because I'm not really familiar with with Robert Richardson, so I looked up and think, oh wow, 
geez, this guy's got a pretty good track record. Yeah, uh, yeah. You can think about almost any of those movies, and and they're like, I don't know if I can't remember if I like them or hate them or like any specifics, right? Other than just like, well, they look good, you know. Like like I, I, there's shots that I can imagine or remember, you know, uh, I, I, that I think, oh shit, yeah, yeah, that's really good. So oh. it impresses me. Yeah, I mean, this this movie. I mean, and uh, believe me when I say this, there was no pun intended when I when I say this. But this movie was just on cruise control. <laughs> it was just the movie was just you know eighty kilometers an hour, fifty miles an hour for the Americans, uh, and it was just just on cruise, and it was go go go, and it was just nice smooth, and then it would speed up a little bit to ninety hundred kilometers an hour, and then but it would never went never went below eighty. Like, it never went below the speed limit. And I thought that was one of the reasons why it's an easy easy movie to watch and rewatch is that it just flows and it just, there's no lulls. It just, every scene, like, I was just breaking down the scenes. And how they, how they introduced the, the characters was just perfect, a genius. So uh, it was quite, quite impressive. Uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you get, what you get is a situation where, like you're saying, everybody's just firing at all cylinders. You know, you're looking at the peak, I think, anyway, of Reiner. Uh, Cruz, for sure. Uh, yeah, performances, you know what I mean? Like, I think you're really just kind of, everybody's kind of reaching their apex, it seems, you know. Um, and the writing, you know, it, it's Sorkin's first play uh, and first movie. And, you know, I, I think, you know, the writing is, it's, excellent right there's obviously scenes i don't love and there's obviously little bits you know there's there's some questionable stuff in general right but there, there's no sort of denying that the the writing is is solid you know what i mean and the structure of the plotting it, it makes sense and everything kind of rolls as you said and the, and the dialogue kind of flows and so yeah i think this is a real crystallization of that of that confluence of of these of these all the technical pieces of a movie kind of coming together and really really settling into to, to an excellent, you know, an excellent story. Ultimately, uh, with great performances that kind of bring it bring it to screen, and I think it's a testament to the writing that uh, that you can get uh, such a and, and such a variety of, of of performers, right? Like, oh yeah, you know, Cruz to me, uh, obviously, you know, Nicholson, J.T. Walsh, Kiefer Sutherland, right? Like, there's all these actors in this movie, and we'll kind of get to them uh, shortly. But uh, everything that they're saying, every word, every you know, is is there. And uh, there's just something really, really good about the writing. That's kind of why I, I picked it. You know, the things I remember about this movie, in a, in large part anyway, are 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 the dialogue sequences and and just the yeah. the way it rolls, right? Way it comes together. Yeah, I mean, when you first said you're going to bring a movie with a lot of dialogue, my first thought was Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. We, yeah, very close. Very, it was very close on the yeah, <laughs> on the list. Watching that, and that's the first thing I thought. Like, this is an action movie of dialogue, and yeah. I kind of forgot about a few good men. I had it's been a while, uh, which I kind of forgot to mention. It had been a while since I've seen it. Probably a few years. Okay, uh, this is probably my third, fourth, fifth view- yeah. <laughs> viewing. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and again, I, I still really enjoyed it. Just watching it the next day after after watching it. So that's that's not easy to do. And not many yeah. movies I can say where I can watch back to back. Now, did you prefer it before you were all jacked up, or, or uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, lifting and, and running and <laughs> carbo loading? Oh, were you, wow. were you? Uh, I was. I don't know. I was pretty, uh, pretty, really into it. So <laughs> both ways. So I don't know. I'm trying to compare. I think for this movie, 
I think when you watch it the first time, you get the full experience, and even that last 20, 25 minutes, it's like, oh, wow, that's impressive. When I mm-hmm. watched it the third or fourth time, knowing what happens and knowing it kind of lost a little bit of its kind of, you know, panache. Sure. But I, but I still so much appreciate so many other scenes in the movie, uh, which we'll talk about because there's, there's a lot of great scenes to talk about, even though Nicholson's only in like four scenes. Which is yeah, great. yeah, he, he's got... There's magic in, in that, you know, yeah. the ability just to kind of kill a movie in, uh, in the best ways, you know, just like lift it, maybe is better than kill it, you know, but just, just elevate a movie in such short screen time, you know, just owns it. Um, you know what? I was re- doing a little research, and there was someone else up for, up for the role, and, and we can kind of touch on it maybe a little bit later, and it's like, wow, that guy would have been pretty pretty good too i mean what are your thoughts around i don't know if you want to start start talking about the the actors because there's a lot to talk about yeah there's definitely i mean this is a cast of 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 dozens you know of 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 quality quality players um you know i think ultimately uh you'd have to start with jack i don't know that i could think of a of a of an actor better equipped for that role and i think you know when thinking about the introduction of that character uh, you know, in reading the 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 transfer letter, or yeah, and right, and and who the fuck is you know <laughs> that that line I think can only be delivered yeah by Nicholson. So I didn't do any research. I have no idea who alternatives would have been, and maybe if I hear them, I can kind of maybe get there in my mind. Mm-hmm. But that is so indelibly connected yeah. to him and that voice and that face and that haircut <laughs> those eyes you know <laughs> those eyes Jeez, the eyebrows yeah. all of it right i i think it's it's so clearly yeah nicholson that I, it's like a, i i can't think of anybody else now if you had to take out tom or jack nicholson like you had and, mm-hmm. and replace him with somebody else who would you sacrifice tom easily really so you you got you got to yeah. keep nicholson and and yeah. can you think of anybody that could come close to Tom in this kind of role, like off the top of your head, or? Well, I'm going to give you a little hot take. I don't really think he's the, I, I, he's this 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 watch dropped him a bit in my mind. Oh. Uh, so so I think getting rid of him is not the worst thing in the world. Okay. Uh, I like him. I mean, don't get me wrong, you know. But I thought like this guy back then, and, and you know, was like you know just fantastic, mm-hmm. and and I I. I Question some of those choices maybe a little bit more uh, this in this watch. You know who else? Uh, it's tough to say. You know, uh, in in ninety two. You yeah. know, I, I don't know who's around. I don't know Val Kilmer. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, that I think there's certainly an element of that. I think he would take it a little more seriously. You know, um, Tom plays smug in this yeah, movie very, very well, smug. and I think if you get any actor, Kilmer's a good idea or a good example of somebody that just would not play the smug yeah right and and i think there might be a little more depth to the character kilmer's got a, a little bit yeah more of that brooding thing <laughs> you know yeah. i think generally so that's a pretty good idea actually smugness is not a good quality uh, uh sure. no i i think that the you know these are some of the problems i have with the movie in general but but um yeah kilmer's a pretty good idea yeah. I, I would jump on I just, that that just, i'm gonna steal your answer that just kind of came to my head but there's this is a near perfect movie but it's not without its imperfections but uh, Nicholson up for that role of Jessup was was Gene Hackman. Oh my gosh! And I knew you'd find a way to get Gene. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. uh, he couldn't do it because he was doing Unforgiven. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, another great ended movie. Up beating Jack Nicholson for Best Supporting Actor that year. It's true. Yeah. Uh, 
then I kind of, after reading that, this is what this kind of idea kind of popped in my head. And also, not to cut you off, also, Gene Hackman wasn't in Unforgiven for very long either. No, no, he was... You know, if you yeah, think of the screen time, yeah. right? Like, this is that's another one where he sort of has a, a handful of scenes and just destroys in all exactly. of them. And I put him in to Jessup, and obviously, like you kind of touched on, there's certain things he wouldn't have been able to do but with the dialogue that was there, but he could have put something of his own, kind of changed yeah. it a bit. But I'm thinking, yeah, that I would love to see that. I, as much as I, I love Nicholson's performance, to come to that question I asked you, I'm keeping Tom, and I'm, I would put Gene in there if I had to, in a, in a pinch. Interesting. <laughs> Gun to my head. Yeah, and just I'm thinking of the lunch scene, and I think Gene could could have done that. Now, it could have gone to that certain things would have to have been tweaked. That's out of kind of the sure. character that only only Jack could do, but I think there was still a way to make it as effective with a, some, some, some tweaks, some tinkering. But I thought, yeah, Gene can, Gene can do that role where he has to be. He's a man of I do it because it's the I'm uh, it's my job and I'm doing it for the country. Uh, it's honor and honor before everything else, and I can justify my actions. And I think Gene can do that. Obviously, with, with yeah, his I think own that twist, I think that he could. I think that he could. I don't know. Again, my, I I am so enamored of of Nicholson's performance here that that it's I've, I'm having it's a challenge for me to sort of see mm-hmm. uh, the potentials. You know of anybody else, but I mean, I suppose in that echelon, as it were, Gene, Gene could slot in uh, in a pinch. I just don't. I don't know that he has the um, intensity. I think he doesn't have the intensity, or he's pretty intense. I don't know, runaway jury. Uh, yeah, I can't really say exactly what's missing. You're putting the word intensity in my brain, and I got, I got a little messed up with it. I don't think it's that. I just think that there isn't the level of. I think it's just a, it's another level. I can't yeah. explain it other than it's just a little bit. Jack is on his own level. <laughs> I, yeah, Jack kind of just owns that particular turf. He does. Um, and, you know, there's an interesting, because the character itself doesn't seem to have a lot of depth, right? And that is something that, that, that I think is maybe a little bit of a flaw in this movie. And we'll get to some of the, the flaws in general, you know, over time. But, but I, I think that one of the challenges is that you know, that character Jessup is very like, there's no subtext to him. No. And there's not a lot of subtext, I think, to, to many of these characters. Um, and and as a result, I think, you, like, I think Gene is maybe a little better at playing some subtext. Yeah. And, and I don't, this movie doesn't, the character doesn't seem to have any for me. And so therefore it seems like it would be almost wasted. You know, like Nicholson, it, it is Nicholson on the screen, let's say. Yeah. You know, obviously he's a character, but... I think his his level of uh, performance gets to stay at that level because there's not a lot of uh, depth to it. So you're just watching Jack kind of fire on all cylinders, yeah. and I, I kind of appreciate. Yeah, well, that. I mean, there's not really time for, for too much depth, really. I mean, no, there really isn't. There's no. so much other stuff they they had to get into the film to make the film what it was. Uh, mm-hmm. That it had to obviously make some sacrifices without being a three four hour movie, and I'm okay with it, 100. Um, percent those aren't the when I talk about the imperfections I can think of it wasn't really that didn't pop into my head uh, mm-hmm. so I think it uh, yeah you're getting you're getting I think Jack was doing so many different takes in the courtroom uh, that he knew weren't being recorded mm-hmm. uh, and he still gave it a hundred percent on on every performance that's one thing I kind of read and that doesn't surprise me so yeah no I think he's just a monster you know I think he just he just delivers over and over again and in general and i thought you know and that's another thing actually when i think you know he won an oscar uh 
a few years later for as good as it gets but um good movie but i think you know i don't really love that movie i don't remember it truthfully i only ever saw it the once um but I wasn't that impressed with his performance in that, you know. Um, so I don't know enough. I haven't, you know, thought about it or whatever. But I did think that this might be one of those sort of last great Nicholson performances. Um, now, it's a bold statement. And again, it's not based on any, <laughs> you know, like any research. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it could have been the greatest movie in the world. But I remember seeing As Good As It Gets and not really being a, a big fan of, of that movie nor his performance. Yeah, so I've only seen it once as well. And I uh, This is one that. When I think of the of Nicholson's sort of top, you know, kind of kind of performances, this is always on the list because I think for what he does with pretty limited screen time is, is pretty great. Yeah, I don't have any movies of his movies on my shelf. But when he shows up, I really appreciate it. Obviously, his 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 Joker performance mm-hmm. uh, was, was was one that kind of pops into my head when I think of outside of this movie. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. The Shining, which which I haven't seen, so. Coming up, buddy. I'm excited. This season, I'm sure. I saw, I'm sure. I saw the sequel, so I'm, I'm really excited. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, that's I'm right. surprised I haven't watched it yet, but I figured I'd be save it for this. So, Yep, yep, yep. Between that and, uh, you know, Cuckoo's Nest, which we've got coming up oh, as well. Yeah. There's some really good stuff there. I don't want to tip my hand too much, but <laughs> my shelf is loaded with some pretty great Oh, uh, oh forgive me. Sorry, I do own The Departed. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. The Departed. Yeah. That's great. Uh, now, one thing I do want to say about about Jack Nicholson's performance is at the beginning, his first scene, and this is one thing I really like about this movie, is the introduction to the protagonists and mm-hmm. the introduction to the antagonists. It's almost like a game of three-on-three basketball here. you got the, the three in the office together for the first time, and then later on you have the three in the office for together for the first time. And I just love how they introduced every character. Yes. Ex- excellent, uh, excellently done. But I almost found uh, I'm taking Jack in, uh, and I'm like, it's like a really delicious cookie. But it's so much where I, I almost started to get like a tummy ache from it. It, it was oh. almost overacting. It just caught me for a moment, like, wow, this is too much Jack Nicholson for me. Just in a brief moment in, in the opening of the Office, uh, I'm, I'm nitpicking here uh, a little bit. But then when you get to the last 20, 25 minutes. Uh, Amazing, and I'm really impressed with the lunch scene. That's the other major scene that. Oh yeah, it's a great scene. Flawless in, in my eyes. Yeah. So, but there's just this one little moment in his first big scene in the office with uh, Markinson and Kendrick, where it's like, oh, this is a little too much sugar for me. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I know. Again, just a little something. Could... I think you're kind of nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I might be. Because uh, I, I find what's interesting to me only in that I think again the it's the Tom Cruise will pivot to, to, to there. Uh, you know, Tom Cruise in this movie, I think is a little too much on the sugar front. And and I found at first, uh, in, the, in my first memories of watching this movie, I'm like, oh, this guy's charming, this guy's a movie star, this guy's kind of, you know, uh, you know, Tom Cruise, for God's sake. You know, he's kind of at, again, that peak kind of uh, era, right? He's doing Fourth of July soon after this. He's doing um, Color of Money just before this, I think. Yeah, like, you know, the so guy's much. just sort of, uh, yeah, he's putting out just tons of, of, of quality work, let's say. And at The Firm, I think, a couple years later, and in this, I just find he's so that smug, and that's writing too, right? The character's written in such a way that I think is is really smug, smuggy writing, dismissive. <laughs> and this is kind of you know Sorkin, you know, one of his sort of maybe Achilles' heels is that he kind of writes these guys that that know everything, that are a little kind of better than, holier than, mm-hmm. and and are you know not that are kind of looking needing a little help right and this is where sort of Demi comes in or joins character like you know he doesn't do anything um 
Like he just is, he's the, he's the genius, right? Like, and this is sort of a Tom Cruise thing in general. You know, you look at Cocktail and Top Gun and whatever else, but, uh, but in general, he's like, I, he's the best of whatever, right? Like he's an excellent trial lawyer or not trial, but like negotiator. He's a great litigator, yada, 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 right? Like he's the greatest. He's he's Ethan Hunt. Like, come on. Sure. That's the thing, right? He's got a career that is sort of, he's the best, right? And Sorkin writes the character that he's the best, but just needs a babysitter joe <laughs> to keep him on to keep him on track he's, you know he's kevin like kinda, too apparently yeah but i think even a less so yeah. you know but those speeches I, I think those are where i do kind of lose a little bit of the steam on the movie but his performance i thought right away the introduction you know it tells you right to your point like it introduces the character great right like yeah. you're gonna be that sort of fast food you know uh fast talking uh you know, half-assed approach to the job, right? The intro with the with the negotiation right away, right? Yeah. It will get him down to 12 days and, you know, it's nothing, yeah. right? And you're like, oh, okay. So he's clearly good at the job, right? And we establish it very early. There's no time for, for setup. So, I mean, I respect that. I like that. And I like that he kind of, even at the culmination of all the early stuff with Joe, he's like 12 years. You know, like he, he just knows the game, right? And I respect that. But I think his performance in, in a couple of scenes, particularly when he was drunk, and there's a lot of the sarcasm and the kind of roll your eyes at, you know, and the way that he's sort of the character. And, and, and he gets fed by that character, of course. But the way he treats and sort of speaks to or about Demi Moore's character basically throughout the entire movie is just so dismissive and so der- derisive mm-hmm. that, and the character's so smug and cocky and you know, kind of overdone at times that I, I found him to be a little bit more grating in this this watch. Now, not not bad, right? Yeah. Like, it's still, no, it's you know, saying. not enough to, to, like, you know, write him off, right? But I, I just found a little more a little more holes in the armor, let's say, uh, with this watch. I thought the character was a little less than what I remembered. Um, you know, still good stuff, right? Yeah. But 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 some elements that are just like, oh, that doesn't age well. It yeah. doesn't sit well, you know? Little things like that. And I thought the performance was a little bit over the top sometimes. I, I definitely don't disagree. It's one of the things I kind of, it was like, I think it's almost, I think they kind of did in the 80s, 90s, is they kind of went over the top. So if this character is, is smug or whatever he is, they're going to make it very clear. And they're going to kind of yeah. go over on it. Uh, and I, find, I don't, today I find they're, they don't do that. There's less kind of, of not obviousness because this character isn't obviously this you have to kind of figure it out on your own and i'm not sure which one i kind of prefer because you kind of get both sides of it because you, you kick tom and then get him into the courtroom and, and as we get to like the, the really the, the meat of the, of the movie in the middle he's amazing uh in, in my in my opinion once we get past the fact that he's smug and says certain things that, that again how he delivers it and how he does the lines i think is great how it's written Again, it's still, yeah. don't get me wrong. I, I, I love the writing of this movie, but it's it's from 1992, so there's gonna be a few things sure. that just don't kind of uh, yeah. hold well. But I think when you really get into it, it's just amazing. I think Tom, Tom like mostly the I would say the courtroom scenes and what he what he does yeah. with those scenes is where he really shines, uh, and just shines at the apartment scenes and then with Jack Nicholson uh, when they're at, and w- with uh, Jack Ross with Kevin Bacon's character. Uh, yeah, I think maybe it's all the stuff with Joe. I think that when yes. I when I say it, I think that that's the stuff that sticks out. Yes. I think from the introduction at the baseball, I think at the car, at the constant pushing towards, like you know, uh, just so dismissive. And then when 
he kind of comes up and he's given the speech of like, you know, you want you tell me you like me, you want to do this, uh, right, and this kind of stuff. And I've been asked on a date before. I know this is a date. Basically, like every interaction with Joe, I think, stands out as being bad for me. Yeah. Both both in writing and in performance. And then I think I agree in that most of the other stuff I actually quite enjoy. So so stripping because he's only really that smug asshole really when it comes to joe right like i think predominantly that's where that character trait and that dialogue kind of comes out so so maybe that's maybe more specific is i don't like that relationship that's a good point actually phil because now that you've mentioned it that's really the scenes that um do suffer if you are going to kind of like what scenes you like you're right it's with those two together i don't know if there was uh how the chemistry was specifically now Mm -hmm. i know that's like not to get anybody into trouble but one of the executives wanted to uh Say well, if they're not going to sleep together, why isn't a man playing that role uh, mm-hmm. anymore? And and I think Rob Reiner responded, "Well, females' job isn't just to sleep with Tom Cruise; like they have other purposes." And I think that role, being a female, was awesome. I thought that was I thought Demi's performance, Demi, 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 uh, mm-hmm. was was spot on. Again, those scenes are, but I don't think those scenes are. I don't think she's doing anything to kind of, you know bring down those scenes i think it's more of like on the tom side of things so i think yeah i think she's fine i think she's just trying to do her job right and the character is written that way and just i I mean just i think he's just so smug when talking to her that maybe that's a 2020 2022 now viewing you know maybe it's it's a little bit of that it's also i just think that her character doesn't get a lot to do and so what little that she does have to do he immediately cuts it down as a character not so much in a performance yeah um, that it becomes like, oh, well, like, you know, she's going to do this, but she's going to get made fun of because she strenuously objects or she's Aunt Jenny's, you know, phone call or she's trying to sell a resume, you know, when, when they go out for dinner on their on their date, right? Like, so there's just a lot of stuff where I, I think her as a character, I think she's perfectly good in the in the role, but I think that relationship suffers. And I think in part it's because of performance. I think Cruz is just over the top i think when he's playing some of that stuff and i think the character is is a little underwritten on the uh, on the demi side because whatever little power that she has is immediately cut down by yeah. him yeah is that you can't get him replaced uh he knows he yeah. knows too many people and she doesn't have enough now I, I, like again i don't know how much of this is themed towards a kind of having a, a female in a kind of like a leadership role in the, in the military or how much it is just a choice they, to, to make it like that. So it's a very mm-hmm. interesting kind of thought to have what side it kind of falls on. Uh, now, when you take a scene like the lunch scene, yeah, and I, it's, it's not a very comfortable lines that Jack Nicholson is delivering, but, it's, mm-hmm. but the way it's executed and, and it's delivered, it's, it's a really good scene. Oh yeah, uh, I agree. That's a great scene. And but there, again, the scenes were more with the Tom Cruise, like ooh, ooh, I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, yeah, I agree. And I, I think you know, again, speaking about the lunch scene, right? There's the the whole sequences where she's uh, trying to ask the question, and <laughs> it's just constantly like, no, you don't, no, you don't, no, you don't, no, you don't, don't say that, no, you don't, right? And I get that maybe from a lawyer perspective, like maybe it's it's you know tipping the hand or whatever it is, right? Yep. But at the end of the day, it's like here's this character having one thing to do in this scene. And is immediately being cut down by your, and it's not Tom Cruise, right? This is the writing, yeah. right? So just those are, are things. Again, I love most of the writing in this movie, but those things stick out to me now, maybe certainly more than they did 30 years ago. Um, 
as being like, oh, that doesn't sit right, <laughs> right? Like she's what she has every right to ask a question, you know, like this kind of stuff. So I think the character has those kind of questionable values, let's say, and I think Cruz doesn't uh, doesn't soften them, right? I think he kind of maybe overplays them at times, like I said before, with the sort of rolling of the eyes. It takes a, people a, a year to figure out that I don't know what I'm doing, right? There's just so much smug, cocky that it just bleeds as, as uncomfortable. Yeah. And maybe that's the point, but but I think if if this is your protagonist, this is your, your lead guy, I think... Uh, I found myself a little bit removed. Yeah, it, it's funny because when I rewatched it, right, and I'd kind of forgotten about his, how he was in the first 20 minutes, half hour. And then when I watched mm-hmm. it again, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot he was kind of like this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, yeah, me but too. he was so good in the, in the in the last, like, hour and a half that I kind of almost yeah. forgot. Uh, and I love how they played that, like, the daddy issue, it was, wasn't prominent. Yeah. It, was, it was kind of low key, and I, I like that. I, I, I like how that was kind of introduced, and I kind of forgot about it. And like, oh yeah, he's got a, a you know a father that was a big time lawyer, and, I, and mm-hmm. it's mentioned, but it wasn't kind of like really in your face, uh, sort of thing. But you know how he played that, and the used car salesman line, and you know ambulance chaser. I'm like, yeah, that's those are really good scenes about kind of Tom's character. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, again, I, I think he's good in general. I think just a couple of those things, particularly early on, I was like, and this, that just comes down to, on some level, the writing and, and the performance, but thinking, if this is my guy, uh, I don't like him. <laughs> and, you know, so I don't care if he wins, you know, in some ways, you know, at least at the beginning. And as you said, it does kind of come around, but something about it just kind of stuck out as not being, not being amazing. And that, again, it sort of cut Demi's role short in the, you know, the scene with the, in her, her performance is good for the most part. There's a sequence. It's entirely, the whole thing could be cut. I don't understand why it's even in there, truthfully, is this, the date sequence, right? Yeah. Like from the showing up at his apartment and the way that she, I wonder if I could take you out for dinner. Yeah. I, You know, it's so stumbly and yeah. weird and awkward. And then they go out and there's nothing. That scene doesn't service anything other than, I think you're an exceptional lawyer. Yeah. Right? So, and we haven't been seen, we haven't been given anything to tell us that. Like, I, I, yeah, then he can plea bargain right but i haven't seen the thing right and so there's a few of those scenes in this movie where you know even weinberg later you know when he's drunk he talks about like i would take you any day of the week over this guy or this guy and this and that and i'm thinking twice on sundays twice on sundays why you know like i just we haven't i don't think i've seen that yet you know like the the sort of yes i agree on that right that he's this greatest lawyer and and those scenes are really well written and really well performed so it's not like necessarily a problem with the words that are being spoken i think it's just the the emotion that's being you know or like the the sentiment that's being not, uh, ex- expressed because i just think it's like not er- it's unearned sh- at that point it just doesn't feel earned yeah. exactly and so as a result the the lines all work you know you listen to sam and he talks about like you know i wrote a paper about your dad it sounds earnest and it sounds sincere and like you know it's kind of this moment of real pick me up after after he's you know drunk and the whole thing's falling apart but I feel like, to your point, it's a good word, is unearned. You know, mm-hmm. I just don't, I don't really get it. I, again, it's not a flaw. I mean, it's not something that sticks out in the movie in general. I still think it flows. It's still, you know, a really good one. But I'm just noticing a few more of those kind of moments where I'm like, I, this scene, like, cut the date scene. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't need to be in there. And yeah. is he that great a lawyer? Have we seen it? Is it earned? And I don't know that it is in some of these cases. No, he's a shortcut guy. Now, my wife watched it because she want, actually really wanted to watch it, so I held off a little bit watching it. And she had seen it before as well. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of talking about it, at least from a female's perspective. And she's like, well, I wish she would have been a little bit stronger 
um, female like would have stood up more. And again, date scene's a perfect example. Why is she asking this guy on a date? He's an idiot. He's smug. Like, yeah. no, like if you're a, a strong woman. He's done nothing but disrespect her the whole time, right? Yeah. yeah. So she's a little disappointed in that. Obviously not from a performance perspective. That was, I think, to me, delivered on, on what the dialogue that she was given. Sure. Uh, and she needed a, a big film. She needed a big name. I think she took a bit, bit of a cut on it She because she had a couple bit of flops, uh, Butcher's Wife or something, or she couple bad movies so she really wanted to be in this movie uh, okay. and again i don't think it uh, suffers at all for it i mean there's a few big uh, jody foster i think was up for it and a couple other pfeiffer was up for it but i can't think of anybody else i would have put in there specifically uh but i think from just as a role pers- as a character would it have been a better movie or not had it had they ash kind of made her a stronger female even at the beginning her first scene like we're introduced to her she's talking it to herself like you know because she wants the um, she wants this case and mm-hmm. she's kind of not super confident uh, for sure uh, yeah and i know it's written for that and it's she performs it well but do you think the movie would have been better had she been a, a stronger character or do you think it was just um better the way it was was made i think 100 percent it would have been okay. i think i think that what i She's the only one. She's presented as somebody that doesn't have the confidence, like you said, mm-hmm. right? Like, she's showing up. She's trying to lobby for the role, right, for the job. She shows up. She's doing her thing. And so, to me, that is that is a better, for lack of a better term, a better protagonist to go on the journey with. You're watching the somebody kind of arrive at a, at a, at a spot that is uncomfortable and ill at ease and rising to security and confidence, Right. And we're introduced and we're sort of presupposed to assume that that is Caffey's journey, except he's never at a loss, really. You know what I mean? Like he is always the best. Of course. So so if he's the best, then watching him succeed is a little less interesting. Yeah. Well, it's predictable. Right. A little bit predictable. Well, I, I, I get sure, it. I like the journey, but it's, it's sure. And I'm fine with it. Like I said, the movie's great, yeah. right? Like in general, right. But when you start to look at it a little more critically, so to me, it's like, well, to me is actually the character that I would want to see evolve. Yeah. Right. Because, but because she's not really allowed to in part because the character, so I would prefer a stronger character in that in, in for that, it would just be more interesting to have them, butt more heads Right. Instead, it's a lot of making Kathy feel better uh, in general. Right. And I just think that those are thin character traits. So performances can only go so far. I think in the end, while the movie works and flows and all the other stuff, I think, you know, looking at it again, structurally, it's, it's, it's really great. But character character wise. It just—I think that there's definitely some room to to grow in that. I would agree. Yeah, you have the clear-cut protagonist is Tom, and you have the clear-cut antagonist, which is Jack Nicholson, and she ends up kind of being neutral uh, and mm-hmm. not too impactful. Where you could have had kind of like a, a secondary pro, um, protagonist, you could have been rooting for, um, you know, something another kind of, you know, add something to the film. Now we have a little bit out of out of that out of Sam Weinberg's character, and I, I said to myself, well. He was just kind of there, yeah. Right, but if yeah. I would want somebody there, Kevin Pollock's on my short list. If I had to choose somebody there, uh, I'll take Kevin any day of the week. Now, Jason Alexander was up for this role, so obviously that got me kind of thinking, picturing it. But uh, the uh-huh. Seinfeld had got renewed, uh, I think, for season two, uh, so he wasn't available. I'm thinking, well, I'm, thank I, God. I, well, that's right. I'm like, well, and I kind of, kind of took Kevin's performance for granted before I had read that. I'm thinking, well, I was, you know, it was okay. He was just 
Tom's babysitter, really, making sure he's organized and doing a few little bit of paperwork, administrative stuff. Anybody can do that. It's, mm-hmm. I, mean, I like Kevin Pollock, don't get me wrong, but I think anybody can have kind of done that. But then I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. I wouldn't want Jason Alexander doing that. And I thought, well, actually, Kevin Pollock did a really good job of what that role was supposed to be. And he had his, and my wife kind of pointed out, he had his own kind of struggle, right? Because he's like, you put him in jail, like put him for life. Like they're picking on a kid. Yeah. Right? And, and then you see the kind of the argument he has with, with Demi's character uh, and kind of how he switches kind of towards the end, right? Where he's, he kind of understands more. He's got some growth. Uh, yeah, uh, in his character, and uh, and it's like, yeah, you know what he does. I mean, it's not a lot. Again, it's kind of you know he's just kind of there, and, you know, doing his thing, uh, and then then he kind of just kind of switches sides and grows, and uh, kind of understands more of of what the the whole the whole situation. So uh, I thought that was kind of pleasant. But at first look, I thought, well, no, no big deal. It's just kind of a small role, but it added. It added. Yeah, it's a very small role. It's not, I, I don't think it's very impactful. I think he's fine with it. You know, mm-hmm. I think he does, <clears throat> I think he does a decent enough job. The character itself doesn't really stick out to me. He's got a couple of funny bits. He's obviously, uh, you know, I, I, I remember him, I think I liked him a little more in this, in this watch, you know, I just like, kind of appreciate the performance a little more. Uh, but as a character, you know, he's just really there. Yeah. Right. And I kind of feel the same uh, about uh, Markinson. I think that's another sort of character that is really just kind of there. You know, yeah. he's supposed to be this, this, kind of linchpin to the whole movie but in reality i don't think he has any business in this movie really at all right like he doesn't really achieve anything the character itself is sort of there as yeah i got some issues you know, he says one thing basically like there was an earlier flight yeah but then that's it he kills himself right you don't really <laughs> see him like he disappears like he's sort of supposed to be or presented as this like the back you know the back channel guy or like he's going to be a play a larger role uh, but I was surprised he basically gets kind of talked down immediately with with Jessup and then kind of tossed aside, goes a wall and then kills himself. I'm just like, you know, there's, you know, from performance again, J.T. Walsh, you know, plays that. He's he's an excellent actor. He's been in a, a hundreds of things, a negotiator and Pleasantville being a couple, just to, just to name a, a oh, needful things. He's great in those. Yeah. In those narrow movies. margin. He's narrow margin. Sure, just a wonderful guy. Like a good, great character actor pops up. He's just always excellent. But that character, I just thought doesn't need to be in this movie you know and i found that to be a little bit uncomfortable this watch i just thought wait a minute i love this movie how is it that you know now i'm watching this character is like i used to love that stuff you know he shows up and he's like really (laughs) but i'm like watching i'm like you're not you're not really doing anything you know it's a great scene but he doesn't really have anything he writes the letter the suicide note like he's dead because i couldn't help him but you're not doing anything to help him now either right like you're not my problem testifying you're not writing the judge you know like you're not doing anything yeah so i don't get it right like it's again it's a great scene but it doesn't amount to a whole lot that's my, that's my one of my issues with the film in general but definitely with that character uh rob Ryder has a lot of respect for jt welsh um his his work ethic and everything and he is a good performance i haven't seen him in a lot but i like seeing him on the screen but yeah he wasn't given anything to do and and like well yeah. if you really want to help go to court yeah <laughs> there are ways to help yeah. that you're not doing right and especially if you're going to kill yourself yeah right like so to me it's not like you're trying to protect your career or protect your standing in the world or whatever yeah. you're committing suicide so like what what gain is that to those two kids nothing, nothing. right so exactly i mean those kinds of things again i think i i think what i get the impression of is this is you know maybe this is an early work you know, I think I think if Sorkin were to rewrite this, I think some of those things would be fixed, for lack of a better term. Yeah. But as a character and as a performance, I like it all. And that's kind of a weird thing, which is, you know, the benefit of a movie like this, or one of the perks or benefits of it is you can watch it 
And like all of it is just like, this is good. I like this movie. I like the way it flows. I like the music. I like the cuts. I like the shots. I like the character. I like the acting, blah, blah, blah. But when thinking about it, I found anyway that there's like, oh, it's actually kind of hollow at times. And and the things that I kind of pointing out here are some of that hollowness and some of the characters in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a movie that I thought was really so well written, there's like these little pockets of, oh, that's questionable. Oh, I, I, that character doesn't really do much. Um, you know, unlike, you know, in terms of depth, you know, stuff to say, but something, something like Kevin Bacon, whose character is involved in the story like pops up has three or four scenes is impactful to the story has a uh, has a voice has a performance you know that 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 matches uh Cruz with a little bit of smugness and a little bit of depth and a little bit of you know strength you know he's sort of all the pieces uh, 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 that Demi and Cruz you know this and that so I thought his performance was excellent agreed yeah. you know uh, I thought he stands out as being great he kind of has a couple of like little looks you know when during the the court itself during the scenes where you know he's he's kind of smirking to himself or he's also kind of proud of himself when he's making a good argument or a good point like there's a certain charm and and as well as uh, a little bit of smug that i think actually reads better uh when he does it than when 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 cruz does it i love kevin bacon's performance as i usually yeah. do even in something as small as wild things uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, Tremors obviously kind of stands out. Uh, Fantastic. Uh, and uh, yeah, every scene, like the bar scene with him and Tom, and then the, the hallway scene, which is I like that. So I like that kind of shot. Um, and the court scenes, like his opening statement, which is so good. So good. So good. I mean, that's not easy to do. Uh, rules of engagement. Again, I didn't mind the court scenes, but this, this is like you know, top five court scenes of all time, actually. I think that's a thing. Yeah, that's one of the notes that I have is that, you know, this movie does all, and I think I mentioned even in that episode, this movie does all the things that Rules of Engagement wishes it could do. Mm-hmm. You know, I think. For the most uh, part, yeah, I would agree. Just in terms of the court stuff. Yeah. I, I think where, in my opinion, that movie fell so short in the, it felt stiff and lame and bland and... Uh, this movie, I think, feels energetic and vibrant, and it's got, to me, better performances, better writing, oh, yeah. better s- cinematography. Like just, yeah. just, just a better, like that. That these scenes, as you, to your point, I think, just does what all those scenes didn't in in uh, Rules yeah. of Engagement. And, and and to have the performances just to kind of back it up again, it has all the elements you want, and those court scenes were so yeah. riveting, and so I think both opening statements were good, and the movie was just going so fast next thing they, they go work on it then they're back in court the next day it's not long after and like oh cool now we have a new set of uh, of witnesses to talk to you got noah wiley which is like oh okay. yeah like, oh i can see why this guy is a, a successful actor he just had a really good performance and he went on to do some other good things kuba Gooding jr really didn't impact this movie at all um but he definitely made impacts uh, later on in his career for sure he started with tom cruise in of course um Money. Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire, yeah. Absolutely. But that is one of the cool things about this movie where it allows for those. And this is 92, right? It's before anybody's kind of anybody. But they have these faces and you kind of have you have Cuba in there and you're like, I don't know who this is in 1992. And a couple years later, like, oh, that guy. You know, and now you watch it 30 years later and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, this is early, you know. And, he, you know, he's not shaking the room up, right? But it's like, yeah, you're an actor, you know, that turns out has a future, right? And Noah Wiley is something similar where it's like, I always kind of thought that character Noah Wiley played and the, the dialogue he's got and the, was always a little bit humorous and kind of clever. And, yeah. you know, I love the exchange when... Um, the book? You know, the, the yeah. book, the, that, that great scene in the courtroom where yeah. it's so good. It's so clever, right? Yeah. It's from a writing perspective and then performance, Bacon 
kind of making it and sort of, again, feeling kind of proud of himself, uh, you know, being so smug about it and then being able to kind of, and the, the redirect, <clears throat> sorry, the cross-examination with Cruz where he grabs the book out of his hand, you know, and like, how have you never eaten, right? Like, that whole scene is just excellent. Like, that's perfection to me. That's like courtroom perfection. Um, and that's writing is perfect. Performances are perfect. And again, shot beautifully. All the pieces of it. And Noah Wiley is a part of that because I think his performance as that character yep. is both bemused and confused and charmed by the whole process, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I think that's a it's a it's a great performance, a bit of a standout, you know, sort of in terms of those, uh, as in terms of the um, the witnesses that you're calling. I thought his was one that that you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna remember that one. Well, what about Kendrick? Let's talk about one who's just obviously up a level and more of a prominent role, Kiefer Sutherland, uh, Canadian boy, um, big yeah. fan. Uh, you know, had a great, great career, especially in TV with Twenty Four. Certainly. Uh, I think he owned the character. Um, yeah. I mean, it's pretty straightforward who he kind of is. Um, and I think he's the kind of actor that can nail it. And I think he pretty much did. Uh, yeah. And, I agree. And, and I just see he's the army type. Like, you can just really see him in that role. And uh, from the scene with um, where they're investigating the the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. And, of course, uh, the in the court, in the court scene. I think those are the of ones course. that really stand out. So those are, like, the really two. And Yeah, you really get the impression this guy's God, intense, God, right? God like in he, the core, he, the country. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. You buy it 100%. And even from the, from the pickup in the car, like, just everything about him is, like, I don't like you. You don't like me. I like the joke that, you know, every time we got to fight someplace, yeah. you guys give us a ride. Like, <laughs> yeah. just, so there is a, a status to it, right? And I think he plays that, obviously, really well. Yeah. I think that he's always just under the surface, boiling, like he's ready to action Santiago. You can see it in even that first scene where he's sort of challenging uh, Markinson, right? Like he wants at these guys, you know, he wants to, to do this. Yeah. He plays that really well. So you you can tell that when the argument is basically saying, like, he gave them the order, you know that that's true. <laughs> you know, like, like there's no doubt. And then my favorite scene of his is the anger and rage that he has when he's on trial or when he's on the stand. And Cruz is, like, pressing him for, uh, you know, you gave the order, you know that you did, you know, this kind of stuff. And he is in such a fog of rage yes. that when Bacon asks him, did you, you know, did you did you make the order? You know, did, did you say the order? And he just, like, it's a blank space. You know, yeah. like, you can just tell, like, he's spaced right yes. out, takes a minute to compose. That stands out. And then says, yeah, it's so powerful that he's at that place. And um, I love that performance. I think he's in that role, in that scene particularly, but in general, I, I love his performance. I thought he was great. I think he almost got And another actor I kind of sleep on. Yeah. I don't know much about him. Like I, like, I don't think, again, we talked about Rob Reiner not being a director I think of when I think of the kind of great directors. And he's another one where I think he's good in almost everything I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just don't think of him as an actor that's as good as he is, I think. Uh, if phone booth, you don't see him, but he's got a, that voice. Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah, but you're right. I think we take him for granted, and I think in this role he was just awesome. I think okay, yeah, and it was great. But yeah, we don't really think much of it. Uh, I like Donald too. His father is a, a fantastic, oh yeah, sure, absolutely, fantastic, uh, career, absolutely, yeah, wonderful. So I think that those are. I mean, there's another. There's a cast of hundreds, right? We can go on and on about them, but uh, you know, we were able to kind of chat a little bit about some of the scenes with uh, when we spoke about those characters, but. Um, you know, there is so many great sequences in this. Um, and w- what it does, this movie does, and we don't need to spend a ton of time on it, but 
the way, as you said, when they're breaking down the the law stuff of this movie, the pre-trial, the prep, yeah. that those kind of montages, it the movie just kicks into high yes. gear, right? Like you said, I like the introduction of all the characters. I like the setups. I like the sort of building of the team, you know, and the trip to Cuba does get the, you know, the meeting of Jessup. Like, I like the way that all of that is sequenced and all of that is put together and the dialogue and the performances. And I, once he gets to the case and says not guilty so we've had like these great scenes like you said the conversation with with bacon in the in the hallway you know and you know if he says not guilty i'm gonna have to throw the whole book at him let's get your 12 years like you know this is a gift like you know all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. it's great stuff but the movie just kicks into high gear i think when after he says not guilty he has that moment of did they not did they give me this case because they don't want it to go to trial and that's a great, that line. great line yeah and a great moment for the movie that kind of says, oh, yeah, okay. And we may have already known that. I've seen this movie so often that it gets tough to yeah, say. But, but there is that that point where it, like they get it, he gets it. I'm like, oh, you know, I was supposed to plead this down. Of I course. When it was 45th one, he would have got some free uh, set of free steak, some steak knives. Exactly. exactly. And so the ability to kind of – and then, like, be able to turn on the hat, right, and just be like, okay – we start working at my place. I got YooHoo and I got Cocoa Puffs and bring me pencils, papers, pens, you know, all this kind of stuff. I love that. And they've breaking down the case and the three components intent. And, you know, I love the, those sequences. And I think, again, performance, writing, music, the, the direction, like everything about those sequences uh, tickles me perfect. That's my sort of like first, like, to me, like great scene. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, or or maybe like uh, again, maybe just that that real rev moment. Uh, yeah, charged me up. And I love a montage anyway, and I love a courtroom kind of vibe. But I thought those scenes were really excellent. I had that scene around like I around thirteen. I brought kind of jotted twenty eight scenes, and I had me down around thirteen. Uh, okay, you have the first kind of eight to one eight. Um, I love how they just here's the crime. Let's not spend too yeah. much time on it. Perfect, love it. Uh, oh, that's true. Yeah, that's a great scene too. Great opening. Yeah. Right? Hard, hard opening too, right? You're just like, what am I watching? Oh, shit. This is what's happening. Got I love it. And then um, just the introduction of the characters is where you're looking at the next kind of eight scenes. Here's the protagonist. Yeah. And they get that all kind of settled. Uh, they do the. We can dive into if you got more specifics. That those are just we kind of touched on a little bit of those when we were talking about the actors. So I wasn't sure if you had any well, more specific. Well, I just like like how they introduced everybody, as I kind of mentioned, um, as you know, mm-hmm. and then other, and then they take the trip to Cuba, and then you then yeah. you meet those guys, and that's where you have the lunch scene, which is just called yeah. the lunch scene because they're well, they're having lunch. Uh, that's uh, right, the three on three scene, yeah. right? Like everybody. Yeah. And just before that is the Santiago's room scene, which is a great foreshadowing. Yes. Um, you know, and I don't like the. I love the foreshadowing, the idea, like mm-hmm. how it was planted. I didn't like the realization so much when, when talk. You mean later? Yeah, I wasn't. The, I wasn't a big fan. He just walks into his closet for his. I like the whole bat setup. I just thought yep. there was just something kind of missing there. I wanted a little bit more, but that's just okay. Uh, I disagree. I, for me, I'm the opposite. I actually thought in watching it again, I'm thinking like. Maybe it's a little obvious that 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 little tip of the hat at the beginning. I just need a longer look in his closet. I think I just yeah, maybe a yeah, longer just, look would have been happy. But I like the way it plays out. I like the I gotta get my bat, and then the joke like he does think better with that bat because now he's oh, got yeah. the idea. Like I'll be so I like, I like all, like of, all that. of that. I just want two, two yeah, maybe a seconds. couple couple seconds longer. Maybe may have helped it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I mean we get to Tom's apartment and they're hashing out. Like you said, those are some just great scenes. And then and then you get Jack back in there. Um, when he's playing basketball and they have that little interaction 
uh, as well. And then, well, yeah, because you know, Cruz comes in, right? He thinks he's like cracked the case, right? Yeah. He's like, they were giving her an order. I know that, you know, and Jack, come over, you know, and like he's playing basketball. He's all sweaty, and he does that a couple and, times. I mean, then there's the bar scene, right? Oh, yeah. So he's too kind of quick to kind of jump that gun and get to Kevin to, <laughs> to kind of talk yeah. about that. But that's that smug thing, right? Yeah. And I guess that's the character, obviously. But I, I find like uh, I like it better. Again, I'm willing to accept it better when he's talking to Ross uh, Bacon's character than when he's talking to Joe. And maybe again, that's just a sexist perspective because I find like he's not so smug or so arrogant, mm-hmm. or it's not as uncomfortable or obnoxious. Maybe yeah. when talking to. Bacon. Yeah. So good, good maybe there is something about that. Well, I, Great chemistry. I think, yeah, that, hey, we're friends, but we're also uh, uh, not enemies, but um, on each side, we're on the opposite side of this of this case. So I like how that's yeah. done. And I like the bar scene because it kind of, kind of the friendship and the job kind of really kind of clash. Yes. And I love that yeah. outburst. I didn't, at first, like, oh, yeah, that I like. I really like that, especially the second time. I kind of really yeah. appreciated it more. And, like, that's a really good idea and a good scene. I like that he even says, right, like, this is not your friend talking. I'm talking as your lawyer here, right? Like, like trying to differentiate between, like, we have a relationship, yes, but I have to tell you, if you try and, and mess around with these guys, you're going to, on the bad end of a court-martial, you know, it lays out the stakes in a way that's very clear and plain, but also from a place of friendship and, you know, this and that, and I, I dared you to get in there, right? Like you just, uh, there is a depth to those to that relationship that I, I do appreciate. I think it's, it's a good one. I think it delivers... And again, I think a lot of that is the performance. I think Bacon, another actor that's just sort of underrated, maybe in the grand scheme. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I really like the way they they play together. Give me give me one minute for the the two um, officers. It's <laughs> for the two officers, like the certainly the yeah. scenes that are actually in their holding area. Uh, yeah. And just the two characters in general, Dawson and Downey. Yeah. Please, I, I you know I think you know they're they're there to be there. Uh, I think the performances are fine. Mm-hmm. None of the, neither of them really stand out um, yeah. as being particularly like great. I mean, I think obviously they're they're meant to, to be the nameless, faceless. Yeah, like, or maybe they played the, like military soldiers. Well. Yeah, they played yeah. they played unit, core, god, country. Yeah. I mean, they played that well. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with them. You know, they're fine. Um, I think the rigidity to them. Is maybe selling the 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 military stuff pretty hard, mm-hmm. and you know maybe I'm as baffled by their performance or their by their role or whatever uh, as Tom Cruise is, right? As Caffey is, because yeah. I think to myself like, answer the you know, why aren't you? Yeah, why? <laughs> why aren't you helping yourself, right? Like, why aren't you participating in this in this show in this thing? Um, but I thought performances they're solid. I just think like they're obviously they're the they're the plot. Right and don't and don't bring a ton more because they're so stiff and stoic and you don't get anything from them unless they ask specifically, you know. Um, yeah. But I thought solid performances overall. But what what do you think of this? Was like, well, they were quick to say, hey, yeah, we were told to do a code red. Aren't they supposed to protect that and not tell them that? You know, like, where's your honor to, to or not honor? Maybe not the right word to Kendrick for your loyalty to Kendrick. If you're just gonna go, oh yeah, Kendrick told us to do it. Like you're kind of ratting on Kendrick. Yeah, maybe. I think, you know, to them, they, they don't see that they said themselves they didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Right? Like, they did they did what they were asked to do, which is what their role is when you're yeah. a, a PFC. Or, right? If you're, if you're at that level, mm-hmm. then you take and you get a direct order. And I think that's interesting because, and they do set it up a little bit earlier than that. And I found this on this watch stood out. There's the sequence right near the beginning when they're actually meeting in, the, in Jessup's office uh, prior to, to 
crews or anybody going down to Cuba, the scene where Jessup calls out to Tom to uh, to that they're going to give up their position in Cuba, right? Oh, yeah. He says, "Hey, Tom, you know, get the president <laughs> on the phone." And Tom, without hesitating, just says, "Yes, sir," yeah. and walks out. And it's subtle, and I don't know if it's even intended fully, but to me, it's like that's how seriously these guys take direct orders. Mm-hmm. Right. There isn't a well, he's just kidding. He's not going to ask me to call the president. (laughs) Right. Like there isn't any motion or moment. Tom, played by uh, Josh Molina, Mm -hmm. um, just in a very short scene, but just basically accepts it at face value and goes to call the president. Right. And so I think there is they set that bit up Mm -hmm. so that later when Downey and Dawson are are just saying like we just follow the order yeah. right like that's all we don't do we don't ask any questions it's unit core god country and that's all we know and care uh movies and they were themselves. so concerned about being dis 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 dishonorably discharged right yeah. like that like we don't have honor like this is we follow the code so uh, i do think that they're they're excellent stand-ins for that um system yeah, there's a lot of good setups in this movie in general and that's just being mm-hmm. being another one and all good executed and again it kind of leads to kind of the ending where you don't where tom says you don't need to have a badge to have honor, that that was a yeah, it was a nice way to kind of you know yeah finish it. But off. But again, I I think it's a little unearned. I just think to myself like yeah. these two kids, for better or worse, whether they fall in the order or not, did kill somebody ultimately. Whether they intended to or not, obviously, is a little different. Mm. But I do think that there is a certain level of like they still beat the crap out of this this kid, and I do think that they do spend a minute just to say we should have been. Right, like when Downey yes. is saying, like, we did nothing wrong, we did nothing wrong. And he's like, we well, did, actually, yeah. we I did. like that. We should. Yeah, me too. But I think, like, is that enough honor? Yeah. Right? Maybe it is. It, right? But it's another one of those, like, you've been a jerk to Tom Cruise, just as he has to you, been like this whole two hours. And so it just kind of ends in, like, well, actually, you know, you're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it is a little bit un- unearned. Uh, a li- you know, just to, to me, but it is a beautiful moment, and maybe I'm being a little critical on some of those beats. Uh, in hindsight, like in retrospect, they deliver when I watch the movie, certainly the first time, and they probably and they've delivered over time as well. And this is, you know, I've seen this movie probably you know half a dozen times over the mm-hmm. maybe even more. So I think maybe it's just for the purposes of this podcast and thinking about it, and and, and you know, talking about it, you know, maybe kind of points out a few more of those. Hey. Faults hey, listen, or whatever I, that sticks I out. I question Jack Nicholson. Uh, so that's right. You don't know what the <laughs> you're talking about. So yeah, exactly. This is <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. But that is something that sort of I thought. I thought they performed that really well. You know, for what for what that was. You know, obviously not a lot to do, mm-hmm. but I thought played it really well. I don't disagree. Did the job done. Mm-hmm. And I love, like I said, I love the 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 planning for the setup and dealing with all that kind of stuff. I'm I'm very. I'm very kind of excited by it. You know, as I said, I get I get really kind of pumped uh, with all the, the montage and the prep and like this and that. And I thought those scenes just fly by. Uh, yeah. There's not even anything specific that, I, that stands out to me other than just like a perfect setup that's broken up with these weird, like I said, that date sequence sticks out. I, I would cut that actually. Like I said, yeah. it has no real bearing. But other than that, and the stuff with, it was edited really well. I think actually oh, absolutely. one for editing, I think. Oh, it may have. I, I didn't... Uh, for some reason this week I didn't check out any of the awards, but um, I think it's I think it flows. Like I said, it's so yeah. well. I, the, the date scene just sticks out as being just unnecessary. Yeah. Um, oh, I think we're both in agreement on that one. Yeah, you know, more, ne- more um, that you mentioned it. I'm like, yeah, I thought it was kind of odd, but then I, I didn't think of cutting it out. But 
why not, right? Because it doesn't really bring yeah. anything really to the. That's right. And there's a few too many scenes of again, like the the after. You know, there's there's varying times where Cruz is trying to like is like thinking he's out, right? We're gonna lose. Oh, yeah. We're gonna we're lose. gonna get we're creamed. Gonna lose. <laughs> we're gonna get creamed. All this stuff, and then and then Joe's job, it seems, is really just to say like they need you. You're the only way they can win. You know, and I just she's I just don't nice know that she's too nice to for a guy that she's <laughs> too nice, and it doesn't really make any sense to me. Ultimately, like you know how to win, why, how, right? Like there's been no, yeah, you know. Anyway, but I I thought you know once the trial starts, this movie really oh yeah. It does almost nothing wrong, you know. I, I thought, at least in terms of the trial stuff, as I said, the Markins and stuff doesn't yeah. doesn't land quite so well, and the date stuff doesn't land so well. But once the case in, is actually kind of unfolding, the the witnesses are on the stand, the cross examination, the bacon, the Christopher Guest is the medical examiner, and I strenuously exa- mm-hmm. uh, you know object. I just think like everything in that is perfect. Yeah, uh, there, there's almost nothing I would change. It's just really yeah, excellent. and Gall- Galloway's kind of her missteps too, like you know, you know, asking for overruling or whatever and just kind of you know yeah and then the whole um you know downy not being clear that he'd actually didn't hear the code read those little hiccups you know yeah i think that was just just was put in nicely nice and seemed well and everything uh, kind of just flowed i mean the, it's pretty oh it's beautiful yeah. it's beautiful and again the way that it, it comes out right like again it's very subtle but and i like even when i when speaking about because the whole movie up until this point really has been uh, Caffey beating up on Joe, which leaves me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. The sequence where, when she is like, I strenuously object to this, which is talking about the med- medical examiner, right? Kevin, it's it's Kevin Pollock's character that is, it's Weinberg that's kind of giving her shit. Yeah. And it feels like it's coming from a different place, which I like, right? Like, it isn't just Tom Cruise kind of rolling his eyes as this idiot next to me is constantly screwing up. It's coming, because it's coming from Sam, it A, has a little more weight to me, and also, just as a, it's a quieter performance. Like it's just a more, right? And then it's Cruz that, and this is what jacks him up. So Cruz kind of quiets them down, talks about, you know, uh, you know, it's it's she made a mistake. Like get over it. It's all good. And then this is where that exchange with with why do you hate them so much, right? And he says like the rest of it is just you know artifice. Mm-hmm. They just beat up on a weakling. They they hurt a little kid, you know. And 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 I'll never forgive him for that. And. Why do you like them? And that speech, this little line, I don't love when she turns, you know, a very hero shot, which looks gorgeous and the performance is fine. But, like, they, they stand on a wall, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a bit of a, like, a rah-rah kind of moment, which I don't love. But it's a, it's a great line and it's a, it's, a, it's a good performance. And it gives a little bit of di- – it allows those two to interact because they, up until that point, hadn't really – no, they just eat pizza and Chinese food together. Yeah, <laughs> they, they don't have a lot to do. As you said, Sam's just kind of there, right? Yeah. So. I do like that scene a lot, yeah. and it does give a little bit of uh, uh, weight to it. And then you get to the scenes, you know, right after that or soon after that is the is the crumbling of the yeah of the case. Markinson's dead. Yeah, they find out Downey isn't in the room, which I thought again really clever yep. the way that kind of plays out. Fifty, you know, forty five flat, like he's doing really good, and, and Bacon knows it. That's another great oh, yeah. great moment because he's leading him down this path. <laughs> And and Downey's like, yeah, well, I think that day we made it in forty five flat as being prideful, right? It's, it's pretty good. Giving it, yeah, and giving it, and 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 Bacon's giving it to him like, great, nice work, you know, like, oh, yeah. like I'm like that's good time. And then turns, and I just love the just the subtlety of that performance, the great writing that sort of leads you there, and the way that that kind of unfolds with Hal. I don't know what I'm like. He's Hal, so flummoxed yeah. by it. 
it's, answer the it's question. a really wonderful, all, powerful, great. Scene. All the courtroom stuff in general. That's where it. The, I don't have no. I can't think of any issue I have with anything that's in the dialogue or anything that's written or any performance in the, in the courtroom. Spot on. It's a tough one to beat. Uh, and then you get into the final uh, Jack's big scene. Basically, yeah. you can't handle the truth. Uh, yeah. And again, watching it for the first time, I don't think you can ever quite recapture that, but you can certainly still appreciate it. Uh, and it's. You know, again, Tom's right. He kind of, kind of sort of foreshadowed it. It's like he wants to say it. And yeah. I think that's just a great idea. And here you have these two strong, you have the protagonist right with the antagonist. This is a, mm-hmm. what a great way to kind of end it and, and, and do it not by evidence, but by pride and by, you know, just personality. Yeah. And I you know he got himself, Jesse really got himself in this own mess. I mean, I had all kind of issues with that, but you have to make a movie somehow. I think, well, well you shouldn't have faked the transfer anyway. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a few of those kind of contrivances, but I I, I agree. Like the performances are so high and so so yeah, great, and their banter yeah. and the sort of hubris that Nicholson kind of comes with, right? Like, surely you didn't call me all the way up here to discuss my underwear, you know? But like, he enjoys talking about. It. That's the funny thing is he plays along because he wants it. Yeah, absolutely. He's smug the whole again. They sort of match each yeah. other. I think with that, like I'm better than you. And I think you're. I think I'm better than you. So there's like these two people that are trying to find this like one-upsmanship. It's almost like a pissing contest or whatever you call it. <laughs> and it, it really culminates in this great moment. And it's a pretty movie moment. But like the the music quiets and the cruise looks around. You know, do I go for it? You know, should I? Yep. Should I make the move? And Sam's like shaking his head and. You know, like there's, it's a movie moment, but I thought it's a really great movie moment. Like it's one of those great like feelings, right? Like get them, go, you know. Um, and yeah, when they when they do spar and it does get to that, uh, I think I'm entitled to them. You can handle the truth, and that's obviously the big marquee line. But the speech after that is fucking incredible yep. and delivered with so it's just so well performed. That's another reason why I just it can't be anyone but Jack to or deliver Gene, that. Jack or Gene, right? Well, no, I, 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 excuse me, is this mic on? I said, uh, I said Jack. Uh, <laughs> but I think, like, again, like, just talking about, like, you know, in, deep down in places <laughs> where you don't talk about at dinner parties, and you, know, you want me on the wall, you need me on that wall. Yeah. You know, I, I, I save lives. There's This is the way that it has to be. It's, it's such a great, great line and great speech, right? Like, it's just, it's really incredibly well written and, and a brilliant performance. And it really just culminates the whole movie. I, I love that scene, as you said, it's just the culmination of this great courtroom drama, and it it, it delivers uh, super super well, and, and it tells me it can't be anyone but Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these type of characters too—they always dig themselves their own grave in, in most instances, yes. and they just uh, they unravel. Uh, yeah, you can see that in, like in Kendrick uh, uh, as well. They kind of just—you you can set these guys up just to kind of put their foots in their mouths because of uh, the pride and, and stuff and. Yeah, uh, but that, I mean that's just the nature of that character, right? It's like, and and they got some valid points. I mean, when you think about Nicholson's argument, he's got some valid points. I'm not saying I agree with it, but the argument he makes and what he believes, he believes it. Yeah, I mean, there's it's full. Yeah, he fully believes it, right? right yeah. on board. And I thought, wow, you know, and that's it's good. It's a good theme too. Like I think this story came from a relative of. Of a, of a friend, somebody like, there's a someone in the family. I think it was Rob Rob Reiner. Uh, kind of had a real life experience. She was a female, and she was part of this. I think I forget the year. Uh, and something like this happened. The person didn't die, but um, there was an okay. investigation. And one of the guys that actually 
was part of it actually ended up found dead. And then that murder was actually never solved. Uh, one of the guys that took part of the beating, like he wasn't more than what was beaten. He took part of it. Uh, okay. And, th- and three years later, he was found with riddle, uh, riddled with bullets, and they never found who killed him. So there is some, like, a story behind it that they kind of came from, like, where they, they drew from. Okay. Uh, inspired from. So, and obviously, Sorkin put his, his stamp on it and such. But uh, it's a very, very interesting story. Like, it's, it's and then have a story like that and to deliver it to this level with the actors that you have is there's no surprise that it, it did so well and so uh, well received uh, because it's, it's a good theme. It's and, and, and it's a theme that there's no clear cut kind of right and wrong, but quite it's there. Well, I think it's wrong to murder somebody. I think yeah. that's pretty clear. <laughs> it's, it's clear. Uh, even if you're just following an order, I think that there's definitely there was uh, no intent <laughs> to murder, right? That was like the intent was yes. to kill. Yes. And I think that's what kind of makes it more, Interesting. Well, they didn't want to kill him. They just were doing no. a code red that were ordered to do, and they were just supposed to shave his head, right? No yes. one, was, no one was supposed to die. So I think I just adds that element of, of, of you know, who, who's going to basically take the blame? Someone has to take the yes. blame for this. But is it these guys? Is it this guy? Is it that guy? And that's what just makes uh, just great storytelling, really. Yeah, I have to just what I have one last note I have with regards to Nicholson and his performance. There's a scene. It's right at the very end. It's after. He's had his moment, and he's about to be arrested, <laughs> yeah. and he's he's the outburst, or? He, the outburst oh, right? I'm gonna that was graphic. Rip out your eyes and <laughs> piss down your skull or whatever. Yeah. But there's this after. It's my favorite memory of this movie. Really, it's lasted this long. Is I for some reason or another have always enamored of this when when they grab him and the court martials. You know, they kind of grab him or the mm-hmm. you know the the bailiffs, and they let him go. And he's standing there all hunched, and his suit, his jacket is all bunched and crumbled. And with one motion, he straightens it out. I've just loved how it went from bunched and gross to slick in one like little tug. Something about that has always stuck out with me. <laughs> and it's 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 like I don't know why it's just like one of my favorite things in the movie. It's just like how in this moment, even in the in the moment of. Uh, he's like obviously lost his 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 job, you know, his career, so on and so forth. And there's still this like feeling of I still have to look presentable, uh, yeah. and just the snap by which it comes back to normal. I, I don't know something about that always really stuck with me. Um, Dave, do you have any? Uh, you know, for me, even though I found more faults uh, this time than maybe in any other watch, uh, this movie's still really entertaining. It's really engra- engrossing and moves along at a solid clip and. Uh, it's it's a it's a breeze, you know, really for is. a movie that actually touches on some some heavy stuff, heavy subject matter. Uh, I thought it it holds up. This is uh, one that'll it'll stay on my shelf certainly. Uh, I really dig it. And again, it's a bit of a foreshadow because everybody after this movie, you know, went on to make uh, great great stuff. But it really does feel like a bit of an apex uh, for many of them. So, uh, your your final thoughts, summations, and and what do you got for us? Uh, I hate that. What do you got? I'm never saying that again. What do you have for us uh, next week? Uh, yeah, final thoughts to say. Uh, great movie. It's the only movie I've watched um, so quickly back to back. With the flaws that we talked about, I think it still stands up as one of the best movies uh, to date. Uh, for that genre, I guess like specifically, and just the dialogue and just the characters, the actor, everything. I'm not going to go over it again, but uh, definitely – will stay on my Apple TV, inside my Apple TV library, <laughs> I guess. 
so it'll stay there until you know I forget the password, I guess, or something. I get logged out. Uh, so definitely a, a movie everyone should watch. It's just entertaining, and again, as you said, just easy to watch and just flies right by. And I could I could watch it again and again. And again, I can forgive it. I can forget the things like Markinson and things like that. Some of it didn't age so well, like we talked about with um, with Tom's character a little bit. But as I say, I, once that's passed, I just I'm so in the movie. I, I'm loving it. So definitely staying uh, in my library. Uh, what do I have for you next week, Philip? Is I think it's kind of related to this film a little bit in one way. I think someone was involved in it. Uh, it might have been the cinematographer, maybe. Anyway, Shutter Island. Oh goodness! Um, I have it. I can never get through it. But this is back when you know, back in the days, I'd watch it late at night and just just fall asleep. Uh, not because well, maybe it is a boring movie. I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> I guess we'll find <laughs> out. I have not watched it in its entirety, but it's been on my shelf for twenty years. So. That's crazy. It, it, it is the same cinematographer, and I would have never guessed at the beginning of this podcast that the first Scorsese movie we would do would be off of your shelf. So I'm, I'm very <laughs> pleased and excited. Uh, I haven't seen this movie in a long, long time, so this will be great. Awesome. Uh, join us. Uh, if you have any uh, interest, uh, please follow us on uh, Facebook. That's the Off the Shelf with Phil and Dave's uh, podcast Facebook page. Uh, we post the episodes and uh, are happy to interact with anybody there. So uh, give us a like and a follow, and we'll see you next week, guys. Sounds good. Have a good night.